the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you that I hope has been a blessing to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of the Most High God, we're blessed to have a God of recovery and restoration as our Father. Our Father not only has the ability to bring recovery and restoration to you and me, but He has a desire to do it for me and you. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 3 of the love letter called the Bible that He wrote to you and me, our Father says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that is asked or think according to the power that worketh in us. That means that our Father not only is able to do it, but he's willing to do it for us. He said that he'll do it according to the power that worketh in us, that we trust that he'll do it for us. And since we know who our Father is and that his word is true, we ought to let him bring the recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you that our Father desires so much to do. So, without further ado, let me share today's method with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Peter represents faith. Because Peter was a man of faith. Oh, yes, he was. Started when he first met Jesus, when Jesus stepped up into his boat and told him to, to, to you know, let me, let me use your boat to be able to preach to these people. And instead of saying, man, if you don't get out of my boat, you better. Can't you see I'm busy? He operated in faith, went ahead and let him do what he do. And then heard words from Jesus and he began to build his faith for, from the moment that he first met him, like he was supposed to be doing. To the point that he said after he preached to him, he said, now go out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And he knows that this is not the time to be catching fish. You done messed that time up for me, praise God. I'm cleaning my nets now. Ain't no time to be catching no feet. But he heard the word of the Lord and he moved on the word of the Lord. And he said, never the word. At that word, I'll go. And he went out into the deep, let down a net because he knew it this. Just like you've been new at faith. Hey Amen. You probably going to reach for somebody with a, with a hiccup first. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hey Amen. But he still had faith enough to do what he said. Let down a net. And as a result of that, he had a, a boat, sink, boat net breaking, boat sinking catch that occurred as a result of that. And then Jesus then brought him into his discipleship program. He entered him into Hanani. So he could begin to start learning what he needed to learn to be able to step into the ministry that he would eventually have for him. Because he said, boy, you ain't going to be a fisher, a fish no more. You're going to be a fisher of man now. I'm going to teach you how to catch men. And trained him for three and a half years as he walked with him and stuff like that. Praise God. And had all kind of lessons in faith while he was there doing that. 
One of them we already know about, praise God, where he was in the midst of a boat where they thought that the boat was going to sink and they was all going to die. Praise God. And they looked up and saw Jesus walking on the water right before their very eye. It was wet eye, but it was right before their very eye. Not sure whether or not that was Jesus or not, because Jesus told them, you know, be of good cheer. It is I, you know, be of good cheer. It is I. Hallelujah. Be like, man, if it be you, then bid me to come out on the water. And they said, well, come on with your bad self. Now, most folk would have stayed in the boat. Most would have been like, well, okay, I take your word for it. Okay, cool. You come on, get in the boat with me. Praise God. But no, he stepped out the boat, stepped out on nothing and landed on something and found out he was able to walk on water just like that. True enough, a lot of people want to talk about how he sank eventually and began to sink eventually. But excuse me, I don't care if he ain't walked on water for one and a half minutes. That's more than that's one and a half minute more than most of us have done. All of us have done. Are you listening to me up in here? He's a man of faith, which demonstrates another thing about him, too. Peter represents boldness. Because he was a bold individual. He would, he, would, he would try to back up what he's saying, back up what he lived to the point that he's supposed to do. He tried to live up what he said. He wasn't somebody but just, just run off of the mouth and wouldn't try to live up to it. Remember he told Jesus one time, he said, gee, I don't know about them, but I'm going to be with you forever. I'm going to stick with you. And Jesus said, man, please, before the cock crow, crow three times, you're going you're gonna, to you're, you're gonna forsake me. And he probably looked at him and said, well, you, I'll show you better than I can tell you. And then in the Garden of Gethsemane, praise God, when soldiers, trained mercenaries came to be able to get Jesus and they outnumbered all of the disciples together. And these are trained mercenaries. He a fisherman. But when they reached for Jesus, he pulled out his knife and cut off somebody's, cut off somebody's ear. Trust me, he wasn't going for the ear. He's trying to cut homie head off his shoulders. Reach for my Lord. When he got a whole army that's there waiting on him to come take Jesus. Tell me that man ain't bold. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So Peter represents faith. Because faith is necessary to be able to bring the recovery of restoration of health into another people's life. And he represents boldness. Because when a person truly has faith, it'll generate boldness in that person. When you truly have faith, it'll generate boldness in that person. That's because real faith makes people bold people. I got any bold people up in the house. Bold people will step out on nothing and land on something. Bold people will step out into a situation that says that ain't can't nothing happen and they'll believe the word of God and they'll go out and make something happen. That's what bold people will do. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Boldness will step out and do what needs to be done. Boldness will step up and do what it is that needs to be done. It'll step up, step out and, 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 and be able to let's see what this thing is all about. Which means you got to be bold if you're going to go do this thing that God wants you to do. And if you are, you're going to be bold because you're a person of faith. You believe God's word is true. You know, God ain't never lied about nothing. Anybody here believe that God ain't never lied about nothing? Amen. Some of you say, well, I don't know how you asked that. Wait a minute, I don't know if I should raise my hand or not. Let me clear it up a little anybody. Does anybody think that God lies? Amen. So that means that he ain't never lied about nothing. You got to count all the negatives up, you know, cancel them, and then you'll find out that I'm saying that he ain't lied about nothing. Praise God. He ain't never lied about nothing. His word is true all the time. So if he said you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, then it'll happen. If he said 
that you can bring recovery and restoration of health into somebody else's life in his name, then that's what he means. Now, the question is, are we bold enough to step out in faith and be able to do what he's saying? But there's something else that was necessary. It wasn't just boldness, but John was there too because Peter and John went there. Just like Peter, Peter represents boldness and Peter represents faith, John represents love. John represents love because love is what's going to get up and go do. See, faith gives you the ability to do, but love will get you up to do because you'll go and do. Remember, God so loved the world that he gave. He did something. He gave his only begotten son. Does that make sense? John represents love. Love doesn't like seeing people sick. Love wants to see people healed. And when you match love and faith together, when you tap into the power that's available through faith and the, and the get up, the get up, the, the gumption, folk, old folk, you say gumption to get up and go that comes up with love. Then you got something going there. See, the Bible says people, Peter and faith went up together. In other words, faith and love went up together to run into that man that's, in, that's laying there. But let's read. It says, and a certain man laying from his mama's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, and asked alms of them that entered into the temple. So when he got laid there every day, he was expecting to get a little something, something. You know, he's standing on, you know, excuse me, sitting, sitting out on the corner, praise God, you know, you know, got a sign, praise God, you know, give me something. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Which means that when they came in, they had no expect, he had no expectation of what was available to him. He, went, he was going for what he could go for, what he believed he could get. Alms. I can get some money off these people. They look like they got a little bit of money. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. Stop right there. Expecting. Expecting to receive something. The reason why I had you read all the way down there because I only mentioned two things that were there present at the time that Peter and John showed up, and that's faith and love. The Bible says that faith and love went up together. That's when they ran in that man. Because when faith that generates boldness and love are coupled together and going some, there's going someplace to happen, a miraculous opportunity can happen. Miracles can then happen. Supernatural can then manifest. But something else needs to be there, too. That's where hope came in. Hope had to happen. That man, once he fastened his eyes upon them, he then received an expectation. An expectation which allowed the third component of the big three of Christianity to be able to manifest in the midst of the environment. Because the big three of Christianity is faith, hope, and love. Faith and love was there. But if that man still don't have no hope, then faith doesn't have anything to be able to bring to manifestation. And so that meant that they had to generate hope in that man. They had to generate hope in that man. See, so when you go, many times you're going to have to generate hope in people. Because some people will have no hope when you show up. 
But that's where you come in with your love. You'll extend faith into the midst of their life. You'll talk to them, share with them things, give them a reason to believe that they can receive these things. You'll be able to share with them what Jesus can do. You'll be able to tell them that God can heal you. Would you like to be made whole? Would you like to be healed? Do you know that I serve the God that's a healer and he can heal you? Can I pray for you so that I can rid you of this difficulty that you're running into? Can I lay my hands on you and watch you recover? Because the Bible says if I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. You're going to build up the hope of people. Are you listening to me? Because some people you come to are hopeless. They've been sitting in their situation as long as that man's been sitting too. But at the same time, if you do what you're supposed to do, operate in faith and love like you ought to do, you'll generate hope inside of people. Has anybody ever been hopeless in a situation? Don't raise your hand. But then somebody started talking faith to you, started demonstrating love to you, and started conducting to you, and the hope started rising on the inside of you. The hope meter started going up until it eventually began to start rise up on the inside of you. And once it hits a certain level, ding, 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 then God said, I got some stuff to work with now. I got all three components necessary to be able to make this thing happen. And that's faith, hope, and love. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things is not seen. Which means that this person can now believe that something can potentially happen for them that previously they never even thought could happen for them. They might just come expect to receive a visit from you. They might just expect to receive consolation from you. They might just expect to receive a pat on the back and a pat on the head and some kind words said from you. But then here you're going to come with your faith and your love and you're going to start talking to him. He said, go back, please. Go back. Verse three says, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms and Peter fastening his eyes upon him. With John, I like that. He fastened his eyes upon him with John. Faith boldly fastens his eyes upon a man with love. Not fasten your eyes on him like, man, quit bothering me. Because see, love will cause you to not want to do nothing. But love will constrain you. Because love constrains you. Love will motivate you to want to do something. And he fastened his eyes upon him. Or another way of playing, I'm looking at you now and I ain't playing. So you want to go in there and not be playing when you do this. I'm just going to lay my hands and see what happens. No, I'm fastening my eyes on you. I got an expectation too. And that look at what it says in verse 5. And he gave heed unto them. He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He didn't know what to receive, but he said, I'm about to get something here. Because they're looking at me serious. And talking to me in love. Faith is overflowing out of their mouths. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I bet you that man, you know, in the natural, that man, you know, who, if he was expecting only money, he'd have been like, oh, oh, here we go, here we go. But just like faith and love can constrain you, you and cause you to have the boldness to step up and do, then that faith and love that you share with somebody else and give them a C in you will cause them to be able to have an expectation of whatever it is that's available to them too. Or another way of phrasing it, that the expectation begins to expand past what it is that they thought could happen to include what you think can happen. Because when you start adding your faith and your love to the people, it'll expand their hope past what they thought could happen to what you know can happen. Is anybody hearing me up in here? It says, then Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk. Now see what you can do to feel better. Get up. Rise and walk. Who's he talking to? A person that never walked a day in his life. He's talking to a person that never walked a day in his life. Crawled as an infant. Crawled as a toddler. Crawled as an adolescent. Crawled as a teenager. Crawled as a young man. Crawled as a, a, a man that's grown up. Crawled all his life. Got folk picking him up, carrying him everywhere he go. But here you go. Talking about rise and walk. In the name of Jesus. He's inviting him into the possible. Out of the impossible into the possible. Everybody hear me? He's inviting him out of the impossible into the possible. Be healed. While they're sick. Be delivered. When they just heard from the doctor that cancer's there. I curse that cancer and commanded to dry up and pass from your body right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. See, remember, God speaks the end from the beginning. He speaks the end from the beginning. So they talking godly. They speaking pure faith here. And you're going to be able to do the same thing too. You're going to walk up and tell them, be healed while they're sick. Be whole while they all broke up and half a person what they're supposed to be. Stand up and walk. Hallelujah. That's what he told them to do. And look what happened. Look what happened. Look what happened. It says, and he, and he, and, 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 and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he stood and, excuse me, and he leaping up stood. Dying. Look at the power of God in manifestation. He just said rise. He leaped. He said rise and walk. He leaped and jumped and shouted. And then remember, oh yeah, that's right. You said walk. Praise God. Amen. He leaped up, stood and walked. And entered with them into the temple. Now previously all the other days he was put at the gate of the temple. But he never got to enter into the temple. He stayed on the outside, never came in. He stayed on the outside, but he never came in. But as a result of the healing that God manifested, then that man was once on the outside of the temple, is now in the temple. The one that was carried on the outside is now walking on the inside of the temple. Something about once you pass that threshold of the, of the word of God. And the temple of God, praise God, a healing can manifest in that situation. What a healing is his. He's leaping up and shouting and walked and, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I know that's right. The man took heed unto them and saw their faith and saw their love. And from that, he began to take heed unto them to the point that his hope began to grow on the inside of them. Until his hope gave faith enough to operate on and be able to bring the pass. The man taking heed upon them expected to receive something. That word expecting right there means anticipating or hoping. He began to hope for something. You can be whole. You can be healed. 
You don't have to deal with this for now. And that's what we're going to be able to share with them. I ain't got time to show you, but many times in scriptures, before the healing manifested that the Lord began to start doing, he would preach to the people first. He would preach to them and then he would heal. Preach to them and then he would heal. Well, why he preach first? I know he already got the anointing to heal. He preached to them first because of the fact that faith had to be manifesting there. They had to have a hope and a faith that he could do what it is he said to do. He had the love to be able to make it come to pass, but they had to have a, a faith and a hope necessary to be able to bring it to pass. Well, he got it from them, didn't have it before they got there. And then you're going to make sure that they get it. When you get there, you'll talk to them, share with them enough to be able to let them know that God can heal this thing and cause their hate, hope to be able to ride. Now, if they already believe that it can happen, then go ahead and, 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 and do the steps necessary for it to happen. But if you recognize in any kind of a way that they don't really believe that it can happen for them on a given day, you begin to start talking to them, preaching to them sharing with them what's necessary so they can be able to have the faith necessary to at least have some hope on the inside of them. Because once we have the big three of Christianity, we now have the building blocks of a miraculous manifestation. Now they can, you can now use the name of Jesus and see some manifestation. Of course, we keep reading. It says in verse eight, and he leaping up and leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Who, what people? Them folk that walked past him every day. Some of them gave money today. I bet you some of the ones that gave money today said, man, if you don't give me my money back, you better, you lying fool. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> hey, you know, it, we, we, just, we live the same era. I mean, it's the same kind of people now that was then. Come on now, you saw somebody in a wheelchair saying, I can't walk and got a cup and stuff like that. And you put some money in their cup. And then you turn around and they standing in line at, at, at Burger King right next to you. They might be lame after that. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you wasn't lame before. You're about to be lame. Play me like that. Anyway, that's right. We level four. We don't do that. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat at the arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John and all the people ran together unto them in the porch. That is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel. Why marvel you at this? And why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers have glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Praise God. But ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, wherefore we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, have made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness, in the presence of you all. Notice he said, let's read it again. 
He said, verse 16, and his name through faith in his name. Notice he doesn't say by his name was he made whole. He said by his name and through faith in his name. Because you already got the name. The miraculous name. The wonder working name of Jesus. You already got that. You got the power. Now do you have faith in it? Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope even more so that you're coming to know and believe that your father God, who is a God of recovering restoration, can and will be a God of recovering restoration in your life. That's if you let him. Precious, God our Father wants to recover and restore everything that the devil has stolen from me and you. He loves us enough to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So let's let him do what it is that he has the ability to do and wants so much to do for me and you. Let's let him bring recovery and restoration into our lives like only he can do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, no problem. We'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through and bring a few of your friends with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.